look back on three events in your life where something significant happened and ask yourself, what did I learn and how did that change me? And that will also tell you about yourself. So, okay, I had children and I realized that family is really important or, you know, I had a bereavement and it made me realize that travel is really, really important. Okay, so you care about travel now, you know? There's going to be a sense of purpose around anything to do with travel. So significant events in life and the learnings from those can also provide really great insight into purpose. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode two of the How to Heal podcast. Today, we're talking about meaning and purpose and how that relates to well-being. So if you're someone currently thinking about a job change or even a career change, or if in the new year you're reflecting on your values and what gives you fulfillment in life, this will be a great listen for you. I'm talking to Laura Jane Thomas. Laura is a coach, consultant and facilitator who helps people uncover their sense of purpose through her Reignite coaching and training programmes. She's coached and supported hundreds of professionals to make bold and authentic career moves that firmly put them on the path to fulfilment. After formally starting her career at IBM, Laura followed her love for health and at 26 set up her health coaching business, Happy Sugar Habits. Building an email audience of 5,000 people in a few years and writing over 400 articles, Laura was featured in the Daily Mail, Grazia, and ran her own slot on UK Health Radio. With deep experience in well-being, personal development, entrepreneurship and organisational development, Laura's on a mission for everyone to get clear on their own sense of purpose so they can live true to themselves and strive towards a world where work is truly health-giving rather than health-inhibiting. Thanks so much for listening in. We cover this topic on many different levels and I think there's something in this conversation for everyone. So I hope you enjoy it. I think I was unconsciously interested in purpose from the age of 15. And that's because I started a job that I just absolutely loved. I would have worked more hours in this job. I loved the people. I loved going to work. And I was essentially, I was a waitress at a health farm. But because I loved health, I loved people, um, I just felt kind of, really lit up in this job and I think I didn't realize it back then but I think I had a very deep sense of purpose in that first job and then as my career progressed I started to realize when I felt that and when I didn't feel that and so that got me interested in I didn't didn't label it as purpose at that point in my in those points of my life but of this like okay work feels really good here and working doesn't feel good here what what's the difference here the sense of meaning, the sense of fulfillment, the sense of understanding what you're working towards and that deeper sense. And then when I left my corporate job at IBM, when I was 26, which is pretty young, because I was seeking that feeling again. And then when I started my health coaching business, then I felt that purpose again. And then I was like, ah, okay, this is what this is. When you're really clear on why you're doing something, what you're doing and where you're going with it, and you feel that deeper sense of, okay, this is what this is what I'm doing and this is why I'm doing it. So for me, purpose is just that real clarity and then that deeper sense of meaning and fulfillment around why you're doing something or why you're making certain decisions. And it has become, you know, lots of people are brandishing the word purpose around 
and it doesn't it sometimes doesn't feel like it means things to people but it is that just knowing okay I know what I'm doing I'm doing this for this reason or I'm going here long term I know I'm doing this for this reason and it's making me feel good so for me that that is where that is what got me interested in purpose and I've kind of been fascinated with why people work the different reasons why people work why people change careers ever since um and what people decide to do with their time yeah um and why yeah and it's interesting you say there's kind of diff different elements to it there's the kind of feeling side of it and then there's the mental clarity of you can see clearly why you're doing something and it sounds like you were really lucky to have such a a, an early experience of that real clarity and also that feeling of just feeling energized so do both those things always come at the same time would you say or can you have the what the feeling the without the feeling clarity? and the clarity no you need to have the clarity in a way to have the feeling so you need to understand and, and have a sense of meaning from what you're doing to then get that feeling of contentment fulfillment yeah. you know someone can be in exactly the same job yeah. but how they frame their thinking around that job can really differentiate how they feel so you know as a waitress some people could be a waitress and absolutely hate it and and see no meaning in it and then feel like they're not enjoyed it and unfulfilled whereas someone else could have a different reframe of like okay i'm building great service skills here this is going to really help me when i go into theater in the future and so there's a sense of meaning for them. So it has to have that, that frame of mind and that clarity first, and then that brings the feelings as a result, because that, that frame gives the sense of meaning and purpose to what's going on in the, yeah. in the life or the career or the job, which brings the feeling of calmness, contentment. Okay. This is, uh, this is feeling good to me in terms yeah. of this feeling purposeful to me or to the work or the mission or the cause that I want to work towards and serve. And if you, if you were to sort of ask, um, so obviously you're, you're a coach and you work with organizations. If you were to ask people to tell you, why did, why do they do their job? What's what does their job mean? Is that where you think people struggle to actually come up with an answer of like, oh, actually, I don't quite know why I'm doing this apart from earning money. Yeah. Is that framing of of why they're doing something and what they're doing. I think a lot of people have gone through the system, you know, and, and to an extent I found it when I was 15, but then I kind of lost it again. I went through the system, I went to university, I got a nice placement job at IBM. Did I ever think, oh, I really obviously chose IBM. It was a good company. It was what we were meant to do on my consulting placement year. I got the job. They made up for me a grad scheme. You know, it was 2009, there was a recession. It was like, well, you've got a great grad job, but take it. And it was no point where did I stop and go like, do I want to work for an IT company? Do I want to do, have I thought about what kind of career consulting is? I did think about it a little bit, but I was just like, oh, it gives me lots of variety. I'll enjoy that. That was as far as my thinking got. And it was two years into that job where I was like, what, what do I actually want to do with my life? I hadn't asked myself that question up until that point. I just followed the university system. And I think people, a lot of my clients, a lot of people that have come to me, go through their life, follow the milestones. Okay, oh, now I've had a baby. Okay, now I've done this, get married, get the house. I will get this promotion first. And they don't actually pause and think like, who am I? What do I want to do and why? 
And when people then realize they need to go through that process, that's a really beautiful point because that's a beautiful opportunity for someone to then do that work and put themselves on a really powerful path. Um, but I think lots of people out there potentially working at companies or, you know, and have not got this clarity. You hear all the time people go, oh, yeah, I'm, I, I, you know, I, I don't love this job. It's not my forever job, but I'm not sure what I want to do yet. That's a classic example of just being in something day to day is going by, but not knowing where you're going. And because it's such a hard question to ask, ask yourself, it's so hard to, 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 to say, what, what is the meaning of my life? People just avoid it. It's easier than just to cook your dinner and to then go out with your friends and then, oh, I haven't got time for that or read a book or, you know, so I do think it's, it's work. And we've seen with the pandemic that what happened with the pandemic is lots of people suddenly had that time and they did pause and they did think about that, which is why there's been a demand in career coaching. There's been a, a reshuffle of people's values. We've got big, great resignation now. People are leaving companies. You know, there's a lot of change in the air because I think a lot of people have gone through that process. We're going through it now. I read today, uh, just, what was it called? The great self-realization or something it is now. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a real big word, isn't it? Purpose. Isn't it? And it, and you, like you said, we can, it can be a really grand word or it can be really uh, a basic down to earth kind of word. And I, you, you know, which in, in my case, I think of one of the most purposeful jobs that I've had is teaching English as a foreign language, because I knew exactly what my job was. There was no um, ambiguity. There was something satisfying in the simplicity and the clarity of I knew what my function was and you knew why, why I was doing it. And I also enjoyed it. Um, so what do you think, how does purpose relate to well-being? And cause you said, you said just then a lot of people seem to come out with, oh, you know, I'm doing this job. It's okay for now. I don't know why I'm doing it really, but it's not, it's, I, I haven't figured out quite what I, what I really want to do. And and we, we trivialize and normalize these sorts of comments, but actually how much of an impact could that situation be having on someone's well-being for them? And how important is it, do you think, for people to look at themselves and think, actually, maybe I really do need to work on this purpose piece? Yeah, or just a, a sense of finding meaning and purpose for me. Yeah. Um, I think it's absolutely crucial. So you know, essentially my purpose is to, which is why we've aligned so much, is to support people with their well-being. I think finding a sense of meaning and purpose is one of the most powerful and important things we have to do with well-being at the moment. And the reason I say that is um, to study the work of Gabriel Matty. He talks about, you know, addiction and we're addicted to many things, emotional eating, sugar, Netflix, shopping, all of that is feeding, is trying to feed that hole of meaning and purpose that some people don't aren't feeling. You know, so we fill the voids with maybe unhealthy mechanisms. So that drives the unhealthy behaviors, which people try and stop those, but actually it's that root cause of loss and meaning and purpose. So yeah. I think it's so crucial having grounded values. Also, a chap called um Johan Hari talks about the concept of junk values where we think, oh yeah, the handbag is gonna, the new handbag is gonna make us happy or the new car or showing this off on Instagram when actually they're junk, it's like KFC for the soul. So 
you know, actually it's the intrinsic, the deeper values that are more nourishing to us. And then we don't, you know, when you feel full up on the high of being of service or living on purpose or a great job, you don't really need to do all that stuff. Yeah. So I actually think it's so powerful for well-being. I think it's a massive linchpin that then has ramifications on all other areas of someone's life and well-being. Yeah, it's so interesting to bring that thinking about addiction and then the counterbalance to that which is um yeah finding some sort of meaning because meaning drives our behavior doesn't it and it, and it gives us a focus for where we put our attention and, and to take our attention away from unhelpful behaviors so what would you say to someone that maybe has never had that experience that you had of that real feeling of being alive that actually you've got a job you know when you were 18 teenager you know that that felt great and you, you were really clear why it meant something to you what if someone sort of never had that experience yeah. how do they begin to tap into what's meaningful for them yeah it's a great question because some people might not know what they don't know you know like if yeah. you never had that feeling you never you never yeah. wonder about it whereas I just had it and then couldn't forget it um uh I would say one of the key things is like exploration so get out there and explore, like try lots of different things, try hobbies, have different conversations with people in different jobs and in different industries and just watch, watch where sparks fly for you as an individual. You know, are there certain activities that you get lost in? You know, even if it's like planning a holiday, you get flow when you like planning a holiday or you, um, you know, find joy when you're volunteering at the local food bank or something. So just get out there, do volunteering, add value in places, you know, do things in your job above, above and beyond your job to just try and get exposure to lots of different things and then give yourself the space and time to reflect and notice what's drawing you and what's not, essentially. You know, where, where, where do you feel curious? Where do you feel drawn to? Um, and you can also go back and mine your past and look for those experiences as well. Like you instantly came up and said, oh, I remember this job because of X, Y, Z. That gives us clues around, okay, what were the factors in that job that were doing it for you? And we can, I can mostly look back into someone's past, mine it a bit and say, okay, where, where are the clues here? You know, this you did when you were younger. You know, why did you stop? And, and try to piece together, yeah. um, you know, clues to help someone find where those sparks are okay so anyone listening to this has lived a certain number of years on this planet they can look back and think even just of small moments where they felt a certain spark or a certain sense of like alivement or aliveness or or meaning yeah. and there and that kind of gives them clues as to kind yeah. of what and it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be career does it? it doesn't have to be anything big it could be like doesn't have to be career no anything like, anything that you've done leading a sports team running a group project at university anything that someone's done the other thing that you can do which is also on a slightly different tangent but can also yield some some uh results here is that look back on three events in your life where something significant happened and ask yourself what did i learn and how did that change me? And that will also tell you about yourself. So, okay, I had children and I realized that family is really important. Or, you know, I had a bereavement and it made me realize that travel is really, really important. Okay, so you care about travel now, you know? There's gonna be a sense of purpose around anything to do with travel. So significant events in life 
and the learnings from those can also provide really great insight into purpose set purpose and meaning in the future what is it about the significant events in our lives that you think tap us into into that purpose that they shape who we are they shape what we care about someone who's lost a relative to cancer is going to be so connected to a cancer charity if they do a marathon and run for a cancer charity they will feel that sense of purpose yeah so much more than someone who maybe hasn't experienced that loss you know so we are connected to we are connected to charities and issues that we've had some personal interaction with um which you know is something not to be ignored that that, that's you know they they that shaped our beliefs and who we are in life and that we need to kind of reconnect with that yeah absolutely okay amazing so we've got exploration which is kind of proactive just going out there trying things and then we've got this idea of sort of like looking back and reflecting and, and 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 remembering really those moments in our lives which will give us clues to kind of what we're about what do you think the biggest challenge at the moment is for people with not you know not finding a sense of purpose? what what are the influences out there at the moment that we need to kind of look out for because like you say there's so many false gods to use that phrase um you know it's uh, the shiny object syndrome people talk about and yeah. we get we buy into that um you know mentally as well we think oh i need this i need i need to get that to be happy and yeah what's the danger out there at the moment how can we kind of rein ourselves back in how, how have you done yeah. yourself in a, in, a, so, in a way so so i guess a couple of things so um the first one is i think there's a lot of pressure you know and i know we're talking about purpose here and passion there is a lot of pressure there's a narrative out there that's like find your purpose find your passion and that puts a little bit too much heaviness on it. You know, we've got 20 year olds going like, I haven't found my purpose, I haven't found my purpose. It's kind of like, no, 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 just let it evolve. Live purposefully day to day, explore, live life, go and do things and trust that, you know, that sense of purpose will come in places. Um, So the first one is to like relieve a a bit of pressure. There are obviously things like I explained that you can do and reflections also don't put too much pressure on yourself to like find your purpose tomorrow and know it and then be all sorted <laughs> it doesn't work as smoothly as that um the second is to be really really conscious about when you are being pulled towards societal um cultural and you know uh, extrinsic measures of success that aren't really your measures of success so the big job titles or the the, the owning lots of things or certain things status or family expectations you know all of those are essentially like cultural shackles on you you need to decide what is really meaningful to you because if you live through these other lenses mm-hmm. you end up we won't end up being fulfilled in yourself so there's there's that that ability to know you know yourself and to be able to know the external world and and not be pulled around by it essentially yeah Okay. And how does someone, um, how do you do that for yourself? Do you take time to, do you know, meditate or journal or take time, take time out? How has it sort of happened for you in a way? Yeah. I think the most powerful form of this is quiet time with yourself, reflection time, things like journaling, meditation are brilliant because they let you calm down. 
And when, you know, there's so many people in jobs that are literally waking up, doing the gifts, doing the breakfast, doing working, they, they, they don't pause. And actually some people are scared of pausing because they know that there's going to be hard questions popping up, but, you know, pausing, journaling out thoughts, all of that, that I have got a daily practice, which I, you know, absolutely need, which I end up making strategic decisions, big life decisions, you know, everything comes to me normally during that morning practice, or I do some kind of inputs during that time, which then means that in the shower, I get the answer to a big question that I'm trying to answer. So yeah, all all the classic kind of self-reflections are, you know, self-reflection activities, I think are one of the most powerful tools, the ones that you find the ones that you like, you know, and then, and then work them. Absolutely. And just to, sorry, I hope you don't mind me asking, but what that morning practice, just to give people an insight, any, any, can you sort of share any details? Cause I know some people sort of write about gratitude or. Yeah. Mine's loose, looser now. Like I, I, you know, I've done, tried the five minute journal method and various different things over the years. Generally now I get up, I make a cup of green tea. I I know I've mentioned to you this before, but I have my dark chocolate. Um, and I sit here in my, in my office by myself and I either will start journal, just writing some thoughts, just general journaling. Yeah. Maybe there'll be a bit of gratitude in there. Maybe I'll say, what mindset do I want for today? Maybe I'll say, you know, these are things I'm worried about at the moment. So actually I'm not too rigid with my journaling now. It will just be like a little entry. Yeah. And then I will do 10 minutes of meditation either guided or unguided I actually switch between both of them depending on how I feel and then I tend to have a bit of curious time so this is where I'll look at a few inspirational quotes or I'll read a question say I've had a question about you know self-compassion I'll just do a bit of research around self-compassion or I'll think oh what is it you know people like we talk about this concept of purpose like let me let me be curious about that a bit so I kind of have a bit of curious time which sometimes it's too long that I need to be doing all that but it just lets me wander a bit and then go oh what happened if I was to you know structure my life like this or what happened if I made this decision or maybe it's it's almost like using my brain first thing in the morning for really strategic yeah creative thinking but and this is I don't know before I I do not check any notifications before I've done all of this yeah so only after that do I then check notifications and things okay look I'm not strict on this like most of the time but this is probably 90% of the time yeah I do it so that that for me is like yeah that's decision decision making time in that morning where I come up with most of my life decisions I would say so it's kind of plugging into plugging into yourself before plugging into the world which is maybe absolutely yeah which maybe that difference yeah. we use the word extrinsic motivation and sort of intrinsic motivation and there's a difference isn't there between the two yeah so you know intr- extrinsic motivation is when you're motivated by those things outside of you the salary the money the status the likes the you know those things which do motivate people and are healthy you can motivate ourselves with that stuff that's fine it's intrinsic is when you want to do something because you want to do it yeah. you know you know one of my hobbies is dancing like I want to go to hobby for the dancing not because I hope to be on Strictly Come Dancing one day although I would like that (laughs) Um, uh, but you know I go dancing because I generally enjoy the process or I love writing because I love writing 
I'm not trying to make a bestseller or something at this point. So yeah, yeah the, it's just being, it can help sometimes you tuning into yourself in the, in the morning, makes you decide what you want to do for you rather than going on social media, seeing someone else who is promoting this or doing that for the hell and thinking, oh, I should be doing that. Oh, I should be taking, uh, you know, probiotic. I should be fasting. Yeah. When actually, if you sit in the morning and you go, I need to do 45 minutes of walking a day. That's the one health, you know, your one health habit will come to you in that morning rather than you looking at your phone and getting too many ideas and maybe one of them not being the right thing for you. Yeah, that's so interesting. It's more reliable, you're saying, to kind of actually trust that the right idea will come to us from inside rather than looking on Instagram. I know, you know, there's there's so many health things out there now, isn't there? that you can you can look at and think oh maybe I should try that but actually if you just stop and I don't know it suddenly comes to you like you say that you actually you need to really go back to um playing that musical instrument that you that you you haven't picked up in ages or um yeah or just walking or running or, or call that friend or actually just yeah be more social this week you know something's telling you yeah. for some reason that that's important to you and to kind of trust yeah. that yeah 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 absolutely yeah you know so uh let that come to you trust that that will come to you with that inward inward reflection yeah i really love how simple you've made it in talk using that word curiosity because for those people out there who maybe don't have an any idea what their passion is or purpose is you know everyone's curious and curiosity reveals itself just simply through our preferences, simply through what we prefer, isn't it? It's like, I prefer this meal over this meal, or this drink over, or this color over this color, or this car. And that reveals to us where we're curious, what we're curious about and what we're interested in, isn't it? And I know that sounds really yeah. trivial, but that can actually lead us down a path. Yeah. Yeah. Way. What did you last Google? Did you yeah. just have a whole day? They, you know with a free day on the internet what would you read about <laughs> what would you do you know or yeah. what books would you read you know simple questions like this can just unlock new thinking for people check out your last google um check out your google search history if it's <laughs> yeah it does get a bit addictive doesn't it you know yeah. like sometimes i'll have a question and i'm impatient and i just want to google it straight away but anyway you digress okay so what about maintaining it? Like someone's got a sense of, they're quite clear on, on what, what they're all about and what their, their purpose is, but it ebbs and flows, doesn't it? We, sometimes we lose yeah. it back to us. Um, again, it, what, what would you say to those people? What's your kind of tips? Yeah. I mean, just recognize what's going on with yourself. Like if, you, if you're starting to feel like you're losing it or you're losing a sense of meaning, you know, what do you need to self do to self-correct? So, you know, pausing and reflecting will help you spot when you're, when you're going off kilter. Okay. Actually yeah. losing myself a bit here. Okay. What's going on? Am I self-aware? What do I, what actions do I need to do to self-correct, you know? And then you can actually then course correct yourself and navigate those ebbs and flows when they, when they come. The other thing is to try to live purposefully day to day so rather than some people seeing it's like oh i need a dream job or i'm gonna feel it when i've got this and this and this and this in place actually how can you just be small level purposeful today 
you know, like make your partner a cup of tea, mm -hmm. smile at someone and just be a great citizen out on the streets. Uh, you know, share a nice story about a recipe you cooked on Instagram and share help. You know, you can still do like one of mine, one of my being sense purposes to me making people laugh. Like if I post a funny post, that that for me is a sense of purpose. You know, I'm like bringing a little bit of lightness and joy into the world. That for me feels purposeful. So do those small things when you're maybe in bigger ebbs and flows in your career to maintain that feeling of fulfillment purpose. Yeah, because you can be in any job you like and you can think, actually, I'm someone that likes um, making people laugh. And I can definitely relate to this myself. Um, and it's a blessing and a curse. But um, yeah, you can just think, do you know what? I'm going to really try and yeah, make, make someone laugh or I love being kind or so you know whatever job i'm in i'm just going to do something kind today and even that you don't have to change your job you don't have to do any big changes you, just, you can just start doing those small things that give you a sense of make you feel better um yeah yeah great so we are both we're both coaches laura as um some people may or may not know but they do now um and coaching's about conversations and and talking connecting um so i love to ask people what what's the most impactful conversation that you've had in your life and what did what did you or the person say or do that made it so powerful can you think of, of an example the one that came to mind was actually on my coach training and i was coaching someone we were using this technique where we had to throw a completely random word or, or thing at that person and then just see what came up. And I was like, this is crazy. What are we doing? You know, we're just, like this is woman here talking about a massive career change. She's in a really senior role in an organization and she's really stuck and she's been in a difficult place for a few days. I can see about this decision. She's getting very upset. And as a coach, you know, they taught me this technique and they were like, just say something. And I, I do not know what possessed me, but I just said Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? <laughs> I said, and she was like, what? And I, she was like, I was like, tell me what you think about. And, um, you know, she just said, I'll be back. And then <laughs> burst into tears because to her, that was the answer. So. What I'd done is thrown something so left field that it takes someone out of that conscious thinking, like, shall I move there? Shall I move there? Shall I move there? Shall I move there? And, and let's goes into the subconscious and just let something come to her. And then she, that was it. She made the decision. She's now in that different job because of that, that the decision, that, that coaching interaction that we had in, it was, it was five minutes. Wow. And for me, that showed the power of the subconscious mind and the conscious mind which I have been fascinated with ever since okay. because that blew my mind and that's made me then go into my NLP training and things that I do now around learning about the subconscious and the conscious mind because, yeah, that that was mind-blowing. I, I, I was crying. She was crying and I was crying by the end of those five minutes because she couldn't believe that she'd come to a decision and I couldn't believe that this random thing that I had had decision. So I don't know if that's what you're expecting with the answer, but that's what came to mind. What I find amazing about that is that she actually, she responded in a way that was almost, although what you'd said was, was sort of fairly random, she'd responded in a way that was actually very, um, 
appropriate for what you said so you'd connected with her in some way by the sounds of it 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 stripped away all that kind of thinking and there was a connection otherwise she would have just frozen I I would imagine yeah she I in that coaching conversation wasn't trying to direct her thinking yeah I wasn't giving her advice I wasn't asking her a leading question that was trying to say well should you live here or should you do this or what about your family or whatever I had no attachment I just threw a word at her and she had no attack. She just said what first thing came to her mind. Yeah. And then she took the meaning from that. Yeah. And because she was looking, her subconscious mind was looking for a certain answer, it took a meaning. Yeah. They take that meaning quickly. So her, she, her subconscious already knew, I think, what decision. She just couldn't get it in her conscious. Yeah. And that's incredible, isn't it? And just coming back to the idea of purpose and people trying to think, 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 and, and, and actually how, how, I mean, how can people access that subconscious and apply that to finding their purpose? Is there a way they can do that? Yeah. So just feeding in things like this, listening to a podcast like this, listening to the concepts and then letting it rest, you know, feeding yourself some ideas. Okay. Feed yourself a bit of curiosity. And then go for a walk, do something else. And then you'll be in the shower the next day and you'll be like, oh, maybe I could, you know, do that. Maybe I could, you know, do something or other stuff. Who knows? So feed the inputs and then let your brain rest, basically. Yeah. And let the subconscious then do its magic. So Laura, as you know, as a coach, I love to support people with their, with their health. And um, I know a lot of people out there can get really stuck with health problems and maybe overwhelmed with kind of they're not quite getting the answers they want and, and maybe they've been stuck with something mental or physical health wise for kind of a few years um can you think of a time in your life where you had a real clear breakthrough with with your health um yeah so it's a bit of an unusual one um i i was a health coach before and i helped people reduce their intake of sugar for many years and I was very conscious about how much sugar we're in was in things I was super conscious about food diet weight and all of those things and then actually the biggest breakthrough that I had was reading a book about intuitive eating which was about learning to actually go oh I'm full I'm gonna stop eating it sounds so simple but like after years of controlling what I'd eaten, like, oh, no, I need to eat 400 calories right now. Oh, I must have this protein in, I must have these. You know, I had actually not, I'd stopped thinking about, well, am I hungry? Do I fancy cheese or do I fancy pasta or do I fancy veg? Like, what, what's I'm, what am I craving? I had completely stopped listening to my own body and my own signals. So when I read that book and I started on that work, it was completely transformational to my relationship with food, my mindset. And actually, if you think about everything that you talked about in purpose around, you know, actually trusting yourself. Yeah. Going like, do I want to do this? Do I not want to do this? Rather than just following like, okay, uh, this diet's about to do this or, you know, so yeah, that, that, that sense of like listening to yourself deeply and yeah. taking the time to listen to yourself and that self-awareness, that was life-changing. And no, I never worry or think about why I eat very much because I just go, well, am I hungry? Why not hungry? You know, my body will tell me how much food I need. And normally I will be, I'm healthy enough that I'll crave vegetables <laughs> um, or not. So, um, yeah, that, that, that for me was, that, that's been life changing. Doing that work 
for someone who was in a diet mentality for a long time, completely life-changing. Absolutely. And that, that speaks to what you said about information coming from outside or coming from inside and that you, you listen to the data that your own body gives you, it can often be much more helpful than looking at all that stuff outside. What diet do I, you know, do I need to follow this diet or that diet? And actually you, you get such a, a clear sense of, um, of kind of feeling better from doing that than kind of overwhelming yourself with information outside of you. Um, I'm, that's a great story. And I'm really interested. How did that book come into your hands? Did you just randomly buy it? Did someone lend it you? Cause I love these stories. Uh, yeah. Um, so, so I was running my business, happy sugar habits. So I was writing two blogs a week about emotional eating uh you know how to reduce sugar and i was really diving into the topic of emotional eating at the time and so i was just always googling around it being curious because i was doing that for my readers i would be researching information to try and find my readers and i stumbled upon this talk and then this concept of intuitive you know this lady who was talking about intuitive eating i was like what is this i've never heard of it before found her book got her book read her book and then i was like oh my gosh what i've been writing on my website is like now not healthy for everybody because I read this book. So it was, it, it actually made me end up closing my business because yeah. I'd written all these blogs and it completely changed my perspective. And I actually felt like some of my writing had been, was unhealthy. Yeah. So, um, it's a difficult journey to go on, but yeah, it basically came through me trying to serve others and research for them. I yeah. then made the biggest breakthrough in my health. And yeah. then I kind of shared the journey a bit, to be honest, which people enjoyed. Yeah. But overall that, that served you, hasn't it really, you know, even. Yeah. 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 And it's curiosity, isn't it? Your curiosity led you to that and you followed it and you bought the book, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And there we go. The rest is history. I just remember reading what, what, so you can just eat what you want, like when you want, that's basically <laughs> the title of the day, like eat what you want, when you want. I was like, really? It's that simple, but it just it has power in it. Yeah. What was the book, by the way? Uh, I think it is Love What You Eat. Oh, I, I don't know off the top of my head. Eat What You Love and Love What You Eat or something like that. Okay. Yeah. So um, people can Google that. I, yeah. Eat yeah. What You Love. Eat, love What You Eat. Intuitive Eating, you'll find it. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Thanks for sharing that. Amazingly useful conversation um, with some really actionable tips there for people some, and kind of I feel like you've really simplified this idea of purpose from something grand to actually something quite, quite simple that people can do. Is there anything you'd like to leave people with? Only one thing we haven't touched upon or kind of a final um, that you would, you would. I think, yeah, I guess, right. well, one or two things. One is just, you know, keep asking yourself questions to get specific, like, you know, what what kind of this what kind of that you know keep getting specific and yeah most people aren't able to pinpoint that purpose or feel that sense of purpose because they haven't got specific enough with goals mm. or vision so just being able to get more clarity on that that future vision so you know with my clients I tend to say well how many clients do you want or what exactly does that look like like so someone just emailed me before the session and said oh yeah we're thinking of moving house next year and I just said okay what in which month would you love to move house? Like, let's just get specific. It's it's really easy to do. Like, okay, what, you know, and that can really help 
build a kind of more clarity and more sense of purpose and reduce that vagueness. So yeah, I would just encourage everyone to go and live purposely day to day, make sure that they know their values or do some work on their values and, um, and, and trust themselves. Once again, thank you so much for listening in. You can find Laura at laurajanethomas.com and she's most active on LinkedIn if you want to connect with her. As you'll have gathered, Laura is all about helping people cultivate a deeper sense of purpose in their careers. And she does this with individuals and organizations through her Reignite program. As for me, I'm going to be bringing you another episode in the next few weeks where I talk to improviser, voice actor, and improv for business coach, Leo Maxwell. And we talk about communication skills, connection, and confidence. Thank you.